Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> he said, go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't going to add to this. You're good. If you could tell by our intro, our brother slash leader, Craig Charles, is not on this episode. So in the spirit of him, everybody, we, he's still here in spirit. Shout out to Craig Charles. I'm going to go ahead and hit all the brands. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Colossal Brand, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Crown Cuts Academy, Johnson City. The only way to do it is the Crown Cuts way. I think that's how he does. Oof. Um, anyways, we got student stories. We're still doing student stories. We got Jake here with Emily, and they're going to share some of our stories. Just let the music go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was with no, the, you're good. Was that was volume. Good. That's Mitch, guys. If y'all don't know, that's the mastermind behind. I didn't know everything. who he was. I, mean, I introduced him last uh, episode. Was he on the podcast? Yeah, he? he's on here talking. Was he it just y'all too? Fire, yeah. Okay. Yeah, straight was, fire. You got straight fire. Make sure you listen to that episode with Jordan. Jordan was late today. Jordan, why were you late today? <laughs> <laughs> I got pulled over on the highway on the way here because I was late. I was running a little bit behind, so um, I was going about. I'm sure Shane was kind of saying how fast I was going, but I think it's he was he said I was going a lot slower than what I was actually going. I was probably going about 85, 90. What a nice guy! In in a seventy, <laughs> they need to do a study because I feel like when you can become a hairstylist or barber, that your your tickets per pullover go down. I don't know what how that works. But anyways, I'm Am I Fields? Am I your barber on Instagram? Uh, we're Barber College Success. We got the co-host Jordan Barr, Jay Baba on Instagram from Bristol, Tennessee. And I'll let the guests introduce themselves. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm Jacob Kazee. I'm from uh, Avenue, Virginia, and my Instagram is Jake the Snake Cuts. Jake the Snake. Um, I'm Emily Mitchell. I'm from Abingdon, Virginia. I don't have an Instagram, but I have a Facebook. It's Emily Mitchell. Okay, Emily Mitchell. Hit her up. She got the cuts. So, welcome. Are y'all nervous? A little nervous? A little nervous, yeah. A little nervous? Okay. And Jake, I know Jake goes to Crown Cuts. Yeah, Crown Cuts of Bristol. Emily is currently cutting in a salon. Where? How did you get your license? I went to Exalt Academy. Where? Where's that at? In Bristol? Mm-hmm. So, you got yours way before. How long have you had your license? It's been about three years now. Three years? Oh, so you're a vet. Yeah. Dang, been, you're a vet. But I've only been, like, in a salon for a year and, like, three months. Okay. Well, that's fine. So so let's uh, – you want to start, Jake? Tell us a little bit about yourself because we're still doing the series of student stories. We just want to share um, some interesting perspectives from people that are in school or currently um, doing hair, and they can just kind of tell us, you know, their journey that they went through. And maybe it can relate to you that's listening, so – so at first, like, I never thought I'd be, like, in school for, like, barbering. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And I met her, and she was, you know, she's been doing hair for a while. And she was like, why don't you just give it a try? So I gave it a try, and then I just fell in love with it. And I'm learning, some, like, new stuff every day. Like When she said give it a try, did you start cutting hair before you became? No, uh, she was just like, just go go to school, try it out, and you, you'll like it. And okay. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I went to school, and I just... Fell in love with it, man. What'd you do before you uh, went to barber school? Well, I work at Walmart. Okay, Wally World, employing yeah. most of <laughs> the 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 higher version yeah. of Food City, employing millions, <laughs> millions. You stock shelves. Yeah, stock shelves. Did that help you at all in your barber career? Uh, yeah, being like, you know, finicky and with the with the freight and you know just being on point with stuff. You know, people people stopping you asking yeah. what stuff is. Yeah, definitely with the public. Yeah, it's customer a, service skill. Yeah. What about you? How did you start? Where'd you let us know a little bit about you? Well, I worked at Walmart. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just worked at Walmart and went to school for like two years. Awesome. Did you stock shelves as well at Walmart? No. I worked at the jewelry counter. Jewelry counter? Yes. Yeah, so oh. I guess it did help me with the public. Really? The jewelry yeah. counter? So you change batteries all day? No. What's the... Because I, I feel like nobody's ever there. Like every time you walk, yeah, you walk in there, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. So where are y'all at? Where's the jewelry counter? Where are they hiding that in there? Well, they make us work in like apparel. So like I was like the jewelry counter girl, but I was also like the... Shoe girl. Oh, okay. And sometimes the women's clothing girl. Oh, that makes sense. So I was like never actually at the counter. Just overworking. Yeah. Did we just call her there? Yeah, like, like just paid need. you? Come yeah. here. Someone's been here for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? So Jake, what do you, what do you think about this hair industry? Like, what do you think it has to offer you? What do, what, are, what are some of the things you're looking forward to? Some things you feel like you need to get better at? Well, I think I need to get better with dealing with the public. You know. Um, but it offers a whole lot. Like, it's it's endless. Like, I can see it, like, just from starting out. Like, it's endless opportunities. Like, you, like y'all, like, you, you know, y'all got a podcast. Y'all got your own barbershops. Like, it just, it's endless opportunities. And, like, you can meet so many great people, you know, just coming along the way. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, you got to meet Jordan. Yeah. Got to meet y'all now. That's the coolest thing about us. It. Like, the barber community is so small. Like, it's it's a lot of people. There's a lot of barbers. But at the end of the day, like, your reputation, I mean, it follows you. And it's it's really small. And you go to these shows and you meet people, introduce yourself, and, like, you start building rapport with people. And then people are like, hey, that's, that's Jay the State. Yeah. That's Jay, <laughs> have that's been, Jay Bob. Have you been to a, a hair show yet? I have not. You need to go on one. I'm, look, I'm looking I'm, forward. I'm telling you. You're still in school. He's still in school, right? He's still okay. in school. So, yeah. You need to go. I mean, there's um that one that you showed me. I signed up for that barber contest. Did you? Yes. Which one was that again? The, the Middle Tennessee one? Yeah. The you one told me you couldn't sign up for it. He said it was Oh, they, he finally got the website put up. So oh, okay. I, so, yeah, I got it. It was $125 for the entry. To entry? What you win if you win? 700 700 Yeah. Okay. 700. <laughs> you want to sign up, Jake? You got the student competition? Was there a student, yeah, competition? student competition, too? Student competition? Yeah. I might. You it, might just send me the info. Okay. I'll send it to you. So, but you, you, Emily, you said you don't do men's hair at all. You just, you're, you're a color specialist, right? I am. I love doing color. I feel like it's like, um, it's kind of, it's a healthy outlet for me, I think. Yeah. I've always been kind of artsy and I can't draw. Okay. Like I, tr- I tried the drawing painting path and it is a disaster. <laughs> so, but I can do it on hair. So it's really fun. I get to make people feel really pretty and confident. So is that your favorite part? When, like when at the end of it and they look in the mirror and they're like, this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I have had, um, people cry before. Really? Like I've had like, I think two clients. You got, you got to tell us like in, that like, situation. Tell us the situation with well, that. Like I do their hair and they're like so quiet the whole time. And I'm like, are they judging me? Like, uh-huh. do they not like it? And then they like, at the end of it, when I'm like, okay, you know, look at it. They're like, oh my God, it's so pretty. And then I've had one of them hug me. It's really emotional. I, I bet it is. Too emotional. And then they cry. And then I cry. And <laughs> Did like, you cry with them? I hope to see you again. Yeah. They cry together. I've cried with them before. Yeah. Well, that's a special bond to have with a client. That's how you, if you want to keep a client, you, you shed <laughs> some tears with a client. Oh, man. They ain't never leaving you. You charge $100 a haircut. You make somebody cry. But I will say, like, when I first started, um, it was a rough time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest. I was not good. I made people bad cry, probably. <laughs> bad cry. <laughs> started, so it now it's good. Only good cries. <laughs> Uh, so like, what was your worst experience? Like when you first started off, do you, do you have like a memory of something that was like just the worst haircut experience you've ever done or coloring experience? 
You never made anybody's hair fall out? Has that ever happened? Gosh. No, I've never done anything like that. But I had this one girl, and she was nice, uh-huh. okay? Um, but we were just not vibing, yeah. and she was just so quiet. So I do all of her hair. I do the balayage and everything, and I take her to sit down. Well, you know, again, like I said, I was still learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, her toner grabbed. So instead of blonde, she was like caramel. Oh, man. And I was oh. like, I can fix this. And she's like, I'll just go. Oh. And I was like, okay. Well, then someone called the salon and was asking for the manager. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we don't have a manager, so I give her, you know, the owner's number. And so we came back in and fixed it. And then it was fixed, and I thought we were okay and everything. And then this it's like five months later, and one of my friends is like, did you do this? And she made a TikTok about it. About the about yeah. the haircut being bad? Oh, man. Yeah. That's bad and press. I was like, it was totally fixable. Like, I offered to fix it. Uh-huh. So, you can't please everybody, thing. though. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Jordan, you got an experience you want to share? Mm, you got any bad I experiences? Mean, I mean, besides the one I told you about the dude from Spain, and I couldn't, he gave me, like, you know, the client consultation. Yeah. And he couldn't really speak English, so I had, he only had a picture to show. And I did his hair just like the picture, and, I, you know, I was just making sure before I did I was like, you sure this is what you want? And he was like, yeah, this is what I want. So I was like, okay. The fade, the, the haircut was amazing. I thought I did great. And but his he was looking at his friends and they were sitting there and they started laughing and I was oh, like oh man I was like oh man and, it, and he was shaking his head and he was like uh, I was like everything good he said a little too short on the size I was like well I mean I didn't you know it's kind of hard you know not somebody that's not from here was he from there what do you mean was he you say he's from he was from Spain? he's from Spain like yeah. he goes to King he went to King College oh, to okay. play soccer and he didn't speak English so it was kind of. He's probably in Spain right now with a ball of face. I'm about, <laughs> I mean, this dude, America did this. And back and told some people on the soccer team that I messed them up. And they was like, man, he didn't mess you up. I mean, the haircut was good. He just didn't give you, like, you know, yeah. what you wanted. But they was looking out. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. You got any You got any rough story? I've had an experience in school. Uh, I hate when, like, the, the older men come in and they fresh out the hospital. And they're like, I need to cut fast. And, I'm, you know, I'm still learning. I ain't, I ain't the fastest. It's a fresh out the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> fresh out the hospital. <laughs> Dang. But, yeah, they, I have a few that come in there. All the time. Yeah. Just fresh out. They got the armband on and everything. Well, they, they, don't, they don't have the armband on. but they're Wearing they a gown in, like they come the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> they come in there they're like, yeah, I just got out the hospital. I've been in there for weeks, and I just need my hair cut, something to do. I was like, okay, I'm not fast at it. And the teacher had to come cut the rest of the cut for me because this they were guy, just trying to get out. This guy was not having it. Was he mad? Yeah. He said, what did he tell you? What did he say to you? He was just like, you need to hurry up. And I was like, I'm going to go get my instructor. <laughs> That's not, I've never heard anybody say, please hurry up on my haircut. Yeah. I've never heard that. One time, I, since y'all were sharing, I got a bunch of them, right? So uh, one time I was doing sheer over comb in the sky and I was right by his ear and I was kind of pushing out like, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a lot more weight at the bottom of this, so I had to do shear over comb just above the ear. My scissors cut the top part of his ear off. Oh, I mean, like just a, just like the tip, yeah, like right here, like the top tip of the scissors. <laughs> <Don't laughs> he was bleeding. Yeah, he was bleeding like crazy. <laughs> he was bleeding like crazy, and I was like, bro, did you feel that? <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I definitely felt that. And I was like, uh, you ain't gotta pay for this one, man. I'm sorry, and you know, I never saw him again ever again. <laughs> So, it wasn't a lot of ear. It was just a little tip, just a little top of the Did ear. <laughs> One time I cut this. Uh, I was this is brand new, right? So I, I was an apprentice. You know, most of the people there just they did clipper cuts. So I had this guy uh, come in with long hair, right? And they were training me at the shop. It was a busy day, 
So, like, this dude had long hair, and I've never cut long hair before. And he's like, I just want to trim. I was like, okay, cool. And I looked at one of my other barbers there, see if they could help me. He was busy. He had a kid or something, and the kid was wilding. I looked at the other barber, see if he could help me, and he was busy. I was like, I got this. <laughs> so I start hacking away. And by the time this dude that had, like, I mean, he probably had his hair past his shoulder. He ended up with a bob, and it was bad. Oh, it was bad. I haven't seen him since. He was from Saul. Was he really? Yeah, he's from Saul. So, uh, what do you? I mean, what's the what's the long term for y'all? Like, what are y'all seeing with this in the future? Eventually, a business. Um, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> like, just opening up like a half half salon, half barbershop. I think that'd be dope. That would be dope. Yeah, yeah. we wanted to be like where I do color. And longer haircuts, you know, anything like shoulder length, and he does like sh- anything shorter than shoulder length. Okay. And men's haircuts, we thought we could kind of balance that out. But I also want to color too, so I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I want to color too. Oh, I didn't really want to color until after I got out of school. Cause I, I wanted to color as soon as I got in school. I was like, man, I see this color, these brushes, and man, I just want to go at it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just, now I have to go through the process of learning again, which I mean, that's okay, you know, cause it's, I feel like once you get out and you get good at, everything that you wanted to get good at first and then you eventually you start getting bored you're like all right on to the next thing that he's gonna you know it's gonna keep going mm-hmm. i try to tell jordan i go by him in school i'm like jordan quit cutting hair because jordan was busy all the time jordan i don't think i was just telling somebody this the other day jordan was booked up in school like this dude i mean if he wasn't cutting students he was cutting his people he works with yeah. his friends yeah they I, wanted me to cut, everybody wanted me to cut i hair. mean i don't remember jordan not stand up cutting hair honestly i don't but uh you know in school if you're not you got to take time to focus on the things that you want to learn, and especially the book. You need to take time to learn the book because it just makes it so much more easier because you got the rest of your career to cut hair. And sometimes if you're doing a lot of the same things in school, when you get out of school, those things will become boring really quick. Like bald fades make me sick. <laughs> like, I, you know, you do so many of them, it's just like, ah, like give me something different, it's something challenging. Is there something that you're learning now that you – uh, want to learn a lot more about other than coloring, like a certain cut or yeah, like designs. I want to get good with designs. Okay, putting, putting in people's hair. You can just practice with a, with a pencil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I do now. Um, I mean, I've always been good at drawing, so I've always felt I've been pretty good with designs. But I'll take my pencil, give me one of those like uh, buy one of those white pencils from Amazon, the hair pencils, yeah. and lightly sketch out like what you want to do, and it helps out. It gives you confidence when you're going in instead of just like. Not going in, not knowing what it's going to look like. Yeah. So that way you can like at least erase it, <laughs> brush it off, and then you can go back in. And Once like, it's right, in that hair, good. you can't erase yeah. it. <laughs> what about you? What is, is there something that you feel like you want to learn more about or grow with? Or you you're three years in, so I mean, what, where do you where do you feel like you're at with your career right now? I'm doing a lot better than I was. Honestly, I feel like there's always room when you're doing hair. There's like always something new coming out. There's 100%. always something to learn, something to grow from. But I think. Um, just like as far as me like communicating with people, I think that's my biggest struggle is communication. Well, you know, this helps. You know, that's another reason why Jordan was probably gonna, he's it's going to be a broken record. But Jordan, that's one of the reasons he wanted to do I this. I was so shy. So shy. He didn't want to, <laughs> no, like you don't even know. I was so – because I hate talking in front of people. My clients, like most of the time I wouldn't even talk to them. I'd probably say like a couple things. But if I could – I'd have to really get a vibe from somebody that's kind of – closely related to how I like acted if not I wouldn't talk at all mm-hmm. just did you avoid eye contact yeah all that like <laughs> you do that now still sometimes don't look at me <laughs> that is weird though you cut somebody's weird. hair and they're looking in your eyes yeah, like that, that that is awkward <laughs> I would avoid eye contact too mostly I ain't gonna lie to you um so so you started 
Where where are you originally from? Where are you? Saltville, Virginia. Saltville, Virginia. That's where I'm originally from. Are there any other barbers? There's no barbers at all in Saltville, Virginia. No. You can monopolize Saltville. Oh yeah. Just take it over. Rent's cheap too. There's one salon, but and I I see her work and it's good. It's really good. Actually, know the girl I've never that owns seen it. her do men's hair, so I'm not sure if they they do men's hair. I know the girl that owns that salon. Um, I went to school with her son, and she actually is a teacher at the trade school. Tish. There. Yeah, Tish. Yeah, I was talking to her the other day. Yep. Yep, Tish is cool people. Yeah, that's crazy. You could really move into Saltville right now and just take over. Yeah, I mean, there's not a, a single barber there, and you would just monopolize the whole area. Could, but you would have to live in Saltville. Yeah, that's the only thing. She ain't having it. She ain't living yeah. in Saltville. I ain't having it either. <laughs> that's not, isn't it? I've never been. I don't think I've ever been to Saltville. You ever been to Saltville? No. It's not that bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just a small town, really small. But you said you had to get out, right? You said. Yeah. So Saltville, Saltville is like it's a beautiful place. Like you could, you come off a mountain and you could see the whole landscape of Saltville. It's so beautiful. Like, and but it's just like there's no industry there. It's pretty raw. If you're listening and you feel like investing some money, Saltville, Virginia is a place oh, to do yeah. it. There's a lot of places around here that could really. I mean, Abingdon. I mean, Saltville. Abingdon. Bristol. I mean, Bristol. Even then, we still got a little bit more. You know, Abingdon, you see, Abingdon is expensive. Yeah, it's getting that way. Really? Oh man, yeah. Because I live in Abingdon. I just moved there like. Six months ago. Well, when you think about leasing a shop or buying a property, it's expensive. I yeah. mean, it's it's, it's a lot of industry and so and Abingdon, excuse me. Chihuahua too. I mean, Chihuahua for me, Chihuahua, um is a beautiful place, but I don't think Chihuahua really wants to be as progressive. Yeah. As like say Marion or Abingdon. That's why I like Marion because Marion's like constantly trying to bring business in and like industry and change things. They're trying to grow. Yeah, trying to grow. Just like for me, like I want to be somewhere where I know a place is continuing. I want to contribute to something. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to just be there. I want to contribute, and I want to be in a part of the community. And 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 I think that's the most important thing about barbering or or, or cosmetology is being a part of your community and contributing to community. You know. Yeah. So is there. Is there any questions you have for George? You said it's the first time you met George. Yeah, it's the first time I met George. I think I've seen your Instagram before. Yeah, I follow you. You follow me on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, I was, I, yes, I, I've heard his name before. So. Yeah, he said he was I, he was excited, I could tell. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm glad you was excited. I'm <laughs> glad. <laughs> I, was like, I see your work and I, and I try to watch it, you know, study it. Yeah. Jordan needs to come teach a class. We've been trying to tell Jordan <laughs> to come teach a class at really the school. Do. We don't have no barbers. But he's Hollywood now. You know what? It's ho- I ain't Hollywood. <laughs> I ain't Hollywood. I hate when they say that. I'm not Hollywood. I just don't. I feel like I um, I don't. I need to learn more so I can teach better. Like you know, teach how to explain. Like, cause teach, like you said, teaching is a lot different than just showing off a haircut. Like being yeah. able to teach it the way, like to where they can understand it. But you learn so much from being a teacher, and especially if like you're look, looking to be a platform artist, which I think if Jordan has the potential to do that, I don't know if that's what you want to yes, do. That's, yes. Okay. I mean, then you got to be able to explain things. And then and being an instructor at the school is really helpful when you're trying to say, because it's, it's, it, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to hit this with a two, clipper over comb, taper it out, you know, but to somebody that's never learned any of that, it's, it's like, hard. Yeah. yeah but, but what's a two? Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember being there, like when I first came into ground cuts, like I didn't, I didn't understand anything. I was like, lever open, close. Like, and it's overwhelming yeah. when you're a student. When you really? first get into cutting hair, it's like so much that you got to try to process at one time. It really is. And you just got to slow it down and just, like listen to your instructors and take it one step at a time and not trying to rush it. I think one thing a lot of cosmetology students go through is it's like, oh, I've been here for like three months and I don't understand anything and I feel like I suck, so I'm going to drop out. And I feel like it's important to like 
keep going and not give up on yourself mm-hmm. because eventually there's a fine here. Eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. And that's if dope. You keep going. Because I will be honest with you. I had like a mental breakdown and I almost quit. I think I, I think I missed school for like a month. What happened? Before I finally got it together. Was it personal or was it just like you struggling with becoming better at the craft? Um, well, I was going through something and I just, well, for one, they found out I had like some like genetic disorder and I was literally like in the ER, like oh my. all the time, but I still couldn't wait to school. But I was using that as like a crutch because I had some personal things going on and I didn't want to get out of bed. Well, that's... I was depressed. So I was like... Let me just quit everything and give up. And I'm really glad I didn't. Well, that's cool that you're open yeah. about that because, yeah. I mean, some people feel that way. Some people are like, and will use things as excuses. I've seen a lot with students. Like, I always got something going on. I always got something going on. And everybody's got something going on. I mean, you being an ER is definitely a valid reason for you not to go to school. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that's a bad reason not to go to school. But at the same time, it's like some people will use things as an excuse to just miss school. And you're, you're only hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I remember... I had a, a a trainer, a workout trainer. He's like, you can skip a push up. He's like, you can sneak a push up out. Of, you know, we're supposed to do push ups. If you want to skip five or six, that's fine. I ain't gonna catch you. It's you. You're hurting you. You're not hurting me. You know, you're setting a standard for yourself, and you're breaking your own standards. And that's really you really start hurting yourself. But but, how did you overcome that? I really, it was really hard. I really had to get it together. Just like I had to push myself. I had to be like, you're here now. And you're gonna, you're unhappy, you know. Mm. You're gonna be here if you don't get it, get out of bed yeah. and get it together. So, and you know. did it just spark one day, or was it, it was like a hard. continuous process? Um, I'll be honest. I was probably so depressed and nervous for two years, and I, you know, eventually you come out of it. But while you're in that hole, because people get in that hole, whether yeah. you're a nurse or you're a dentist or whatever, you have to keep going because if you don't keep going you're not ever going to see the light at the end of the tunnel you're not ever going to get better you know what i mean so yeah that's dope i just kept pushing myself and i'm happy you know so that's a that's a gem that's a wonderful contribution there's a lot of people that are like that yeah i mean there's a lot of people need to hear that there's a lot of people in industry right now that need to hear that because they're struggling with something or maybe they just feel like you know because you get to doing the same thing all day every day sometimes it gets to be monotonous and you start to feel a little down yeah you know and that's why they have hair shows like you have y'all been to a hair show yet she has i've been to one and they're so cool which one do you was which show was it it was the orlando hair show oh okay oh. so you went to a big one yeah it was so cool like everyone's just, everyone's just so creative <laughs> yeah it's cool i mean and, like you never know how much because i remember i mean i'm not gonna say a lot i used to think i was a, i was a stuff when i was in school so I thought I was like, man, I'm I'm on, I'm on my I'm on my game. I'm, you know, I, I've learned a lot. I think I'm one of the best. Now I get there and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even close to where I'm gonna be. Like, but it's eye opener, which I, it made me gain like even more respect for the for the industry, and it showed me that I can really show off my creativity and not feel like I'm gonna be judged or like you know what I'm saying because they make it seem cool. They make it seem like it's freaking. Like, oh, no, there's so many people out there. There's so many great barbers out here. You, you, like, you, you do a perfect line in somebody's head, and you go to this hair show. And somebody's, and somebody's even perfect. Mona, doing like, a Mona Lisa. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Which, I mean, that's dope, though. I love that. We need to go to a big one. We need to go to a big, big one. We have, we have, I want to go to the Connecticut Barber Show. We need to go to CT. CT, I feel like CT gets the reputation of being one of the biggest hair shows. You should go as well. I mean, they used to have one in Knoxville, which they didn't have this year, they I don't think. I think they're going to they're going to have one this Vegas, year. Vegas, yep. They got a big one in Vegas. They got a big one in Atlanta. 
Uh, Orlando is one of the biggest, I think, if not the biggest, and comparable to CT. Um, Atlanta. Um, where else? Where else? I say there's one in ta- there's one in Texas. Uh, does LA have one? Yeah, like that's I, one I went to, but it's not very big. That's what it's, I was wondering. Yeah, it's not very big. I don't at all. feel but, like I mean it's still dope, but it's not it's not very big at all. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, still dope. Sometimes it, you know, sometimes you start things and they're small at first, and then just each year you build, 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 build. Have you had any run-ins with like? Is it been any difficulty in school that you felt like? Other than me wrecking my car on the way to, well, actually, school had just ended, and I, I was driving to Walmart and. You know where the three lane ends? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody had people were cutting people off, and I looked to see if I could get over, and I looked back, and I bam, I smacked right into this car in front of me. Oh, you were in it, somebody? Yeah. So I remember. So was that that was tough for you? I remember you had talked about. It. Have you yeah. overcome that? Is yeah. It, so so tell me about that process. So luckily, my mom and my dad they they helped me get my car fixed. They helped me, you know, go to junkyard, find parts, and in the meantime, it was it was killing me because. I felt like a, a failure that I had wrecked and, you know, I couldn't get myself to school. I had to be, I felt like a bum asking people for rides and, you know, taking, taking time out of her morning just to take me to work, you know, well, her, her waking up earlier than what she had to just to take me to work and school, you know. Well, there's not a single person in this world that can avoid bad stuff happening to you. Like bad stuff just happens. Mm-hmm. Jordan had his clippers stolen. And I wrecked my car. And he wrecked his car. Yeah. He just got pulled over this earlier before he got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emily was in the ER for her, for most of her school. So, I mean, it's like it's nothing you could avoid. Like, everybody, anybody, if you're listening, you're going to go through tough times. You just can't let that define you. Like, mm-hmm. overcoming these hardships that you have and and trying to get past it. Like, at, at first when it happens, it's like, oh, man, it's the end of the world. You know, but it's not. It's not. It, it might be harder. It might become more difficult, but you can get past it. Like, like she said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. Well, too, I feel like when you're destined to, um, even if it's something little, if you're destined to do something great. It'll know, happen regardless. Life's going to throw you curveballs. They're going to be like, you're going to wreck your car. You're going to hit a deer. You know, yeah. like, it's going to do that. You just have to go. Keep it moving, right? I say everything happens for a reason. It does. Maybe you hit the deer so you didn't hit the tree down the road. You never know. I mean, I rented my car, and I was paying. I mean, was, my car was nice, man. It was an Acura TSX. I missed that car so much. I can feel the, I can feel the sadness. Oh, man. <laughs> I missed that. I love that car. But I was paying $500 a month for that car, and I had to leave my job, uh, the factory job that I was using to pay for it, and go work at Zaxby's while I was in school. And it happened right at the perfect time because then I wouldn't, I got this Honda Accord and I only paid $165 a month, which is a kind of, a, I mean, made it easier for me to make the payments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so I, I never got to see the Acura. Oh, man. It was dope. <laughs> it was so nice. You paid for it yourself? Yeah. You say, what factory did you work at? Um, It was uh, Royal Motings. Oh, really? Yeah, I worked at Royal Motings. So you were grinding. Yeah, that's what freaking sweat, hot. I had to work like eight or nine lines like by myself. You missed that. No. <laughs> I don't. That's what, that's, what my, that's what made me wake up, man. That's what, I was like, man, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And you two met at Walmart, right? Yes, sir. You met at Walmart. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that? Was there like an awkward moment that made that happen or what? She said I had a staring problem. Um. Well, you know, he did. <laughs> he did because what happened was I would be like, it would be like, he was working night shift. Mm-hmm. I was working day shift. I just went through a breakup. The last thing I wanted in my life was a man. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was so done with y'all. No offense. I feel you. But um, I would be, like, working. I'm done with Jordan, too. I'm sick. <laughs> I would be, like, working, and I'd look up. So, the way it was set up, my little hallway's here, and then he'd be in an aisle. 
the soup aisle directly from a, across from my hallway. He creeping at the soup aisle. And he'd be, like, <laughs> he'd be like staring at me. I'd be sitting there zoning, you know, he'd, pulling he'd stuff like, forwards. Looking at me, and I'd be like, I'd look back at him. I start like, scratching my hair. Looking he would look hair. up at the ceiling. Yeah. Like it was so obvious. And then after he kept <laughs> doing that for a while, I liked his hair. So I was like, you know, I like his hair. So I would sometimes go in there, not even needing anything. Okay. I would go in there for like. Did you know this? Soup. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he caught she the going to get cream of mushroom, ain't cooked nothing. <laughs> it, would be like, it would be like 945 at night and they closed at 10. And I'd get the thing on the like top shelf so it would take longer you'd ask him she'd ask me where it was yeah Yeah. where's this at and then the rest is history right yeah and and when y'all said y'all were looking to open y'all want to open together right like y'all want to open tell me about what you were wanting to open again so like a half barbershop and then a half salon so like this side's a salon and this side's a barbershop do you have a name y'all thought about a name yet not yet we ain't got that far but we'll pray about it (laughs) There you go. Pray about it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to come up with a name. It took me a long time to even come up with the Instagram name. It just has to come naturally. You yeah. can't. You can't force it because it's not gonna. It's not gonna sound good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not gonna sound good. I mean, that's right. I mean, like my barbershop name. I I think it's corny. I don't know if I told that on here. Have I said that on here? You know. Well, anyways, my barbershop is Amaz Barbershop, right? So my dad, my dad was a very artsy guy, and when he was still living, I was like, Dad, I'm gonna open a barbershop one day. He, you know, he's like, I was like, we. Make me a logo. I have a logo from my barbershop. And he's like, well, what are you going to call it? I said, I don't know. So he's like, you think about it, I'll think about it, and, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. So he calls me like 1 a.m., like 12 o'clock, 1 a.m., and he's like, wakes me up out of my sleep, like, son, I got it. I got it. And I'm like, what do you got, Dad? And he's like, ah, I got your barbershop name. And I'm like, oh, man, all right, okay, I'm excited, so let me hear it. What you got? And he was like, it's going to be Am I's barbershop? And I just I hung the phone up. I never said nothing. Yeah. So for me, like I named it that. It is kind of corny. And I'm not one to put my name on stuff, but it means something, you know? So like just like for me, that it means something. Like my Instagram name, Am I Your Barber? I got that from a client. I was cutting a dude's hair and he was one of my good clients. And I was telling him about my I forgot what my name was before that. It was something am I. But um, anyways, I was I was cutting his hair, and I was telling him, I was like, man, I don't know what to call my name. He's like, why don't you call it Am I Your Barber? I'm like, shh, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> like the great, that's the greatest freaking barber name of all time. I, I swear like that. Am I Your Barber? That works out. Is that not perfect? Yeah, that yeah. Is, that's crazy. I wonder, <laughs> that's but so I wonder crazy. how people really read it, though. They're like, if they don't listen to podcasts. I know, like, but still, Amy, Am I Amy's, Amy, Amy Your Barber? barber? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I had a dollar. If I had a dollar. So how'd you get, where'd you get Jake the Snake from? Where'd you... That's what they used to call me when I was a kid, like my my parents, and they'd be like, because I used to wrestle. They'd be like, Jake the Snake, he can slither out of any move. He put okay. Him, like, but yeah, that's well, another thing I was going to go into is like how wrestling has helped me with like making everything a competition. Okay, mm-hmm. let's hear it. That sounds dope. So like my old coach, he was telling me, he was like, he's like, I know you got it in you. He was like, just make every cut a competition with the person beside you. Okay. And that's what I've been doing, man. That's what I've been trying to do. That's good. Make everything a competition. And wrestling has really, like, gave me the mindset to, like, just keep going and, you know, just use what you know. Use your skills that you've been taught. And it's just, it's took off ever since. Like, just school in general, just, just from talking to my coach, you know, just from reaching out to him and asking him how he's doing, asking him what he thinks, how, how am I doing, you know. I think that logic is good as long as you're not comparing yourself yeah, to the person. Like it's okay to say, 
you know, you run and you run sprints and you're like, I'm gonna beat this dude. You know, like yeah. that's okay, but but you don't want that to define you, you know, because sometimes you'll be next to school, like, you know, in school and you'll have people that cut hair and they're really good at it, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it just takes people eventually there's a point in everybody's career that they, that something just boom clicks. I can't explain it. It's like it's every for me and and people I talk to, there's a point to where it's just like this makes sense, you know? And sometimes it happens faster than other people. So I mean, I think it's healthy. It's cool that you like think like that, that mm-hmm. you that you treat it like a competition, especially if that's what motivates you to be better. But but you don't want to get caught up in the trap yeah. of saying, you know, I want to be like this guy or like my cuts aren't as good as his. You know, like that's that I think that could be detrimental to you. I see because um I used to compare myself a lot to a lot of people, which is I feel like comparing yourself is a different. There's two different ways you can do it. Cause you can compare yourself as in like this dude's better than me, or you can compare yourself like, okay, what can I take from him? that I can use for myself, like, you know, so I can make my haircuts look like that. Not instead of, like, downgrade yourself. And like you said, like, uh, I, I could feel the competitive part because mm-hmm. I played football, and my whole oh, life, man. I like, yeah, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he always thinks that he can freaking win. Oh, my gosh. I would, I'm telling y'all right now, if me and Amon met on that football field, I would run him off. <laughs> we got to get that. When the time machine comes back, I swear. I'm traveling to Tennessee High. It's going down. I'm going to show up in the practice. Ran over. But um, <laughs> I, I play football right now. I, I like being competitive, I like competitions. I like, I just, I just like the competitive nature. That's just how I am. I've always been like that my whole life. And um, my coach actually recently, like, a couple of months ago, my eighth grade coach, um, Coach Williams, not, not Coach Williams, but Coach Arnold, uh, messaged me. He was like, he said, man, I, I'm just uh, reaching out to you. He said, I've seen, like, how you've been doing. He said, I'm very proud of you. I could always tell you've always had a competitive nature. And he said, I'm just, I'm glad that you found something that you have a passion for because he said, I could tell that you have the same passion that you did with football, with this. And he said, I'm just glad. And he said, I love you. And then, I'm glad you're doing great, and it means a lot coming from him because you know that's that's somebody that's helped me be the way I am today. So I mean, it's just like when you got people like that saying that. I mean, it just so, certifies the reason why you're doing it. Like you know what I'm saying? So that's dope. I've never had a coach tell me they love me. I'm upset. <laughs> I feel like I got cheated so, on my entire high school experience. Dang, Your coach is calling and telling you he loved you. My coach is like. He probably made me run a sprint if I called him. <laughs> Give me some push up. Were you an athletic? Would you do sports in high school? I did not do anything. Okay. In high school. No bands. I, I was really shy. So I understand. No, nah, this this is. Do you feel like this is a way for you to like express yourself now? It is. It's a good outlet. Well, yeah, it's a great outlet actually. But I was gonna say, I feel that I have a second grade teacher, and I do her hair now. Okay. And That's she, dope. she's like, you need to come to my church. I just love you. She's so cute. People are great. Yeah, <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, I mean, I've had some teachers definitely reach out and tell me, "I appreciate what you're doing. It's I'm happy to see you do well." And I think that's what like the best thing about opening a barbershop for me was like people in my city like seeing that and and like being genuinely happy for it. Like people come up to me and they're genuinely happy that I have taken that step, that next step, and it feels good. I mean, has that happened to you? Other than your coach, has there been more people come out? My, my parents, just just seeing how proud they are of me, you know, it just it motivates me more mm-hmm. to just keep going. And you my cut friends, any of your friends? Oh yeah, I've cut my say, friends at work. Okay, like, yeah, that's what. <laughs> the man, all the managers at work, I've cut their hair. Yeah, yeah, I used to make it a goal to where I had, I'd have to anywhere I worked, I kind of like try to get cut everybody in there. Yeah. Like I used to work at Zaxby's, I cut everybody that I worked with at Zaxby's. So, I, and then I got, I'm just now starting to get some of my teammates from high school coming in and giving me a lemon to cut their hair. And 
like I would just cut, I just cut my quarterback from high school like last week, and I ain't seen him since we graduated. So I ain't seen him in six years. That long? Yeah. And it, he was so happy, bro. He was like, man, he said, man, you look at you, bro. He said, he said you just so freaking. That's <laughs> was, awesome. He said, I'm happy for you, bro. I love that. I what, love missing it. What about you? Anybody besides a second grade teacher reach out to you, tell you that, you know, they're happy what you're doing, got going on? Um, How do your parents feel about your career? They're very proud of me, I think. When I left home, um, our relationship wasn't very good. I left at 18, so they were really worried about me. But everything turned around, so I was, I'm happy to be able to make them proud. My dad cried one time. He Dude. was like, I thought you were going to end up in jail. Oh, man. Yep. He's like, <laughs> he like, you're doing hair now. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all are strong people. Y'all ain't afraid to shed some tears. It don't matter. It'll happen. It's, I've never seen him cry. He's just getting all emotional lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting emotional. He's, he's, it's a nesting syndrome, just seeing you go out and do your thing. My dad did not like that I left to be a barber. He was not happy with it at all. My dad, from the time I was little, he was always telling me I should be a hairdresser. Really? Just like, no. Why would I want to do that? Like, no, that's your idea. Like, <laughs> What was his logic in that? I don't know. He just always said that it would be great, you know. I don't know. I would ask him. I'd be like, Dad, why did you, why did you say that? Why did you... I don't. I don't remember. I want to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. Well, you wanna... why did you? Why did your dad think? Why do you think your dad said like he didn't want you to be a barber? So my dad was like an awesome, amazing, talented artist, and you know his work. We're we're, we're still putting his work in gallery to gallery. He did leather work too, and he did um, he did leather work, photography, artwork, all these great creative things. And but he never like leaned on that. Like he never made that his job. You know, he always held down a job, which I respect that. You know, because he had kids. And, you know, I had a job. I had a, I hated my job. I was a correctional officer. I hate I, I hated I hated what was what the the unwritten things that were required of me to be a great like you had to be angry all the time, like ready to snap on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you ever walked around like I don't know if y'all felt like that, but I ever to walk around and just ready to snap on somebody. Yeah. You had to be like that every day at work, you know, and um, but my dad was like, you know, you got a family, you got insurance, you got you got retirement. He's like, why would you leave that? And I'm like, dad, I'm miserable. He's like, yeah, but. Why would you leave that? And I'm like, ah, you know, and it didn't make sense to me. But eventually he came around. You know, one time my dad would do the same what they call airhead hunting. And basically when people plow fields to uh, farm, to plant crops, uh, you can walk through those fields and find Native American arrowheads. It's a pretty common thing to do, especially if it's near a river or a creek. You can you can walk through and just find like an airhead where they would make arrows out of or knives and spears. And that was one of my dad's biggest hobbies. And – uh you know, one time he was doing it at, at this random farm, you know, a place where he always went. And a guy came up to him and was like, hey, I know you. And he's like, you do? He's like, yeah, your son cut my hair randomly out of nowhere. And, like, after that happened, like, it completely changed my dad's perspective. Everything. He's like, wow, this, you know, my son's making an impact. Like, I'm just out here in the middle of nowhere looking at airheads. <laughs> Somebody's telling me to cut their hair. So, I mean, he came around, too. And, I mean, and just like you, you know, like, they were worried about you. You know, my, your parents care about you. They care about your well-being. And, and unfortunately, the stigma with hairstylists and barbers, it isn't, it isn't looked at as a career. It's looked at like a part-time, you know, thing. But now it's becoming – it, it, it has been before, but now it's really coming back into its own as a profession, and we're changing that, you know. It's growing. It is. It is. It's growing. So, I mean, is there is – there, how was the podcast? It was this was this what you expected? Is is it better, worse? What do you think? I mean, it's a good experience, especially to get yourself out there and you know, not be afraid to talk. Just getting the nerves out and just just overall like a good experience. Like I think it is.
Yeah, it makes it makes you better. Yeah. Put you on the spot. Oh too. yeah. Somebody, you ready to talk on stage? Microphone in front of hair? No, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't even think I'm ready for that yet. I, I mean, it probably actually I probably could. You could do it. I could probably do it, but yeah, I'd probably be have like two or three minutes of me shaking. <laughs> but I could do it. <laughs> you get to eventually you'd calm down. Yeah. What about you? How was your experience? You didn't even know this was happening. You just woke up today and you came to a podcast. Yeah, I woke up today and Jake was like. You ready to go be on a podcast? And I was like, what? I was like, he's like, yeah, we got to be there too. And I was like, what the heck? And like the dog, I just, I just, it was like right after I got done chasing the dog, like all around the like neighborhood. The dog got loose. I like, I had his shoes on, his shoes on. They're like this big. I like took my coat off. Anna was running around barefoot in the snow, trying to catch up to you. You were barefooted? Yes. And it's Jake, snowed? Yes, I could not catch him. And then Jake comes outside, and he's like, bandit. I come out with the so, treat bag. <laughs> and he would come walking up to you. <laughs> running. Yeah. So I just get done, like, killing myself out here, trying to get his dog. And then he's like, by the way, we're going to be on a podcast. And I was like, okay. So what are your thoughts now that you're here and you've done it? Was it – I know you were obviously nervous at first. Did you – you felt more calm as it went. You felt more comfortable. Yeah. You, you dropped some gems on them. Yeah, I feel better. I'm just shy at first. <laughs> I mean, you, honestly, I couldn't even really tell you you're shy. Um, yeah, it takes me like 10 minutes. You, yeah, but we were here before you. You got pulled over. Yeah, so they've been here. I've been buttering <laughs> them up before they got on the over. podcast. I was looking at his jacket and it says speed on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. You got pulled over with a racing jacket on for speeding. That is hilarious. I'm <laughs> lot of speed. Oh, man. I do speed a lot. I ain't going to lie to you. I do speed a lot. So what's your last words you want to share with the people before we end this thing, Jordan? <sighs> last words. I kind of want to switch it up, but I probably won't. Live life. Have fun. Why is a cop out? Nah. That's all you got? <laughs> Love, is I mean, it a fortune cookie? Give it uh, <laughs> man. You, no, usually it comes to me, but no, I don't have a, anything right. to you Live know. life fast. Yeah. <laughs> Stay Live in the life, fast lane. Have fun. <laughs> Go out and be great. Don't be scared to fail. I mean, just the, I feel like that's the basic rules of life. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I respect it. What about you? Last in words. Share. We are in 57 different countries. We're in 57 different countries. There are people listening all across the world. Give them something to, you know, take with them. What you got? Um, bye. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, I respect it. I like it. <laughs> Jake, you got anything for him? Yeah, just don't be afraid to try because you never know when the next try is going to work. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. that's deep. I'm glad somebody came with some heat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, speed and heat. Speed and heat. Speed there you go. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, I mean, you know, everybody in the barber community, whether you see them on Instagram or you see them on TV or you hear them on a podcast, we're all just people like you. We're all trying to be better than we were the day before and try to get better the next day. So if you're listening, whether you're a student, you know, or or you've been cutting hair for, you know, 10, 15, 30 years you can always get better at something. So that's what we're doing on this podcast. We're bringing people in. We're talking about getting better. And we're sharing our experiences just so we can all grow together. All right? So we appreciate you. Y'all have a great day. Barber College Success. God willing, Craig will be on the next episode to give you the, the beatboxing, the music that you miss so much. And y'all have a wonderful afternoon. <laughs>